Ladies and gents, welcome to episode four of Shane Sports in New York. I am your host, Shane Palma, joined today by my co-host, Patrick Fagan, and we will be welcoming in a special guest, Eric Hubs of Barstool Sports. So be sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy the following interview. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Hubs? I'm, uh, I'm Pat, uh, and this is my buddy, uh, Shane. Hey, Hubs, how's it going? What's happening, guys? Hey, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, this is awesome. I'm a huge fan of the short porch, and uh, yeah, like sure. yeah, like every article you do is, is awesome. So yeah, this is uh, a yeah. Thank you. This means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, you're good. Actually, it's a perfect day. I'm just stuck in the office until like oh, really? yeah, seven thirty, so I got nothing to do right now. All right, we'll help you kill time then. <laughs> yeah, I guess we uh, Pat caught you at a perfect time too on Twitter because uh, he acts as like one of my interns, even yeah. though I have like 19 subscribers right now. Yeah, so I'm, you know, we're working. I'm his bitch. <laughs> How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 18, and uh, Pat's what, 16? Yeah. No, I'm 17. 17. Um, Shane's a senior going to Mizzou, and uh, yeah, I'm a junior. So oh. I'm decided. Oh, where were you guys go to high school? Uh, Full Park Memorial. That's where uh, Tommy went. Oh, okay, where? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so uh, to start you off, um, yeah, so I was, I think it was your 100th podcast with Mush. Um, you said you were yeah. you said you were an exceptional athlete in high school. Is that true? I wouldn't say in high school specifically, but just in general, I'm an exceptional athlete. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I'm not bad at anything sports wise, but yeah. uh, like I'm besides soccer, but I don't give a fuck about soccer. Yeah. But like I'm, I've always been credited as being either average or above average in every sport, pretty much. I'm not, I'm not like a superstar in any sport, but like I hold my own in everything. Oh, so you're, uh, you know, you're a full park athlete, as we would say. Yeah, I'm a pretty good basketball player. I played baseball my whole life. Um, I could probably hang around in football as a receiver if I had to. Have oh, a good yeah. arm. I don't know, not to shoot my arm, but uh, you know, like I, I won't struggle if we play sports in anything, pretty much. Besides okay. soccer, I have no soccer ability whatsoever. Um, will you be p- participating in the uh, home run derby this year for Barstool? If we have something going on, then yeah, yeah. I, think we, I think so. I hope so. I want to see uh, yeah. I want to see you swing. <laughs> now, to be fair, I don't haven't gripped the bat in a while. Don't know what my swing is like or any of that. But <laughs> it's already time to make excuses. It's kind of like riding a bike, but I mean, you know, my swing isn't what it used to be. Yeah, it's you. We'll come back to. <laughs> so, while you were in high school, did you know you wanted to do this whole journalism broadcasting type thing? Is that like your plan going into college? Um. So I guess I first started in like fourth grade. We did, um, there was, there were like morning announcements over the loudspeaker and I went up to my principal, Mr. Reed, and I was like, Hey, like, these are basically, you know, in, in fourth grade terms, I was like, this boring as fuck. Um, <laughs> you know, like it would be cool probably if I did like a sports update, like Mondays and Tuesdays, Mondays and Fridays, just like, you know, give me a minute or something like that. He let me try it out. And then it was a hit. People loved it. And then we eventually got a teleprompter. We eventually got a live video feed that we were doing the morning announcements. It was basically a news channel, basically, like in the morning. became a big thing. So that was so, in like sixth grade, my like teachers were like, you have to go to Syracuse. You have to go to Syracuse. Really? Uh, but in seventh and eighth grade, when, you, when I switched to middle school, no one really gave a fuck. And, but there wasn't really, uh, like, an, it, the, they didn't do news like they did in, in the elementary school. It was just a quick morning announcement, like a little loudspeaker. That was it. So, Dream kind of died there. I, I stopped caring. 
high school. I mean, I always had a thing for sports, obviously. Um, and I wanted to get it, you know, I wanted to get into media in some aspect, whether it was journalism or in front of the camera or whatnot. But I didn't know what. Uh, I ended up going to Syracuse. Didn't have didn't, didn't have a grade to get into New Haltz, which is like their main communication school. So I got into something called VPA. Uh, visual Performing Arts, and I majored in Communications and Rhetorical Studies, which is essentially a cop-out for just communications. You, like, it's, it's CRS, but, like, all you have to do is write communications on your resume, and, like, people are like, oh, yes, communication Syracuse, you must have been in Newhouse. It's, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, funny loophole that a lot of people do at Syracuse. Um, but that, that's not how I got a job at Barstool. But it's just for just for hell, but that is what I did major in. Um, in college, didn't actually do anything like productive. Like I didn't do any extracurriculars or you know do like radio or any of that. Mm-hmm. I, I did not. Uh, I wrote for a few blogs, um, and uh, I you know I got experience that way of just writing more. Um, but once I graduated, I didn't have any job offers or any of that. So I took a uh, I took a cold calling. Uh, ad com- uh, ad- advertising thing. Uh, I want to work for it. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I, it was like you sold. You, you made three hundred phone calls a day, and you called different businesses, and you sold them bullshit. But it was like a good base salary, so I took it just out of college to have something. So I wasn't like you know broke, and uh, did that for about four months until I was basically suicidal because it was just the worst place on earth. <laughs> and then. Um, and then luckily, they, these guys were moving to New York City in the old office, uh, and I was a huge fan of Barstool since college. So I emailed K. Marco, who didn't have an intern yet, and I like was like, "Hey, man, I'd love to, you know, give give it a shot here and see if I can help you out in any way." He didn't really know what he needed, but he knew he needed like help of some sort because he just became the editor in chief. Um, and then they took me on. He took me on, and uh, you know, I worked worked my way up to where I am now, basically. That's awesome. Have you recorded like podcasts before? Like while you were in Syracuse, did you do any of like their radio stuff there? Or like did you just no, start podcasts podcast, at Barstool? Like, for me, was the, was the short porch. That's why like oh. probably our first few episodes are like, you know, like probably half assed because it's just me getting used to doing this. But I mean, I, I've talked in front of a camera before, you know, through those, you know, the sports thing I was talking about in elementary school. So I, I've always been comfortable in front of a camera and, and I can talk your ear off the sports at a bar or whatever. So it was really never an issue for me. I, I knew once I just got the hang of it for a few episodes, I'd be fine. Besides the podcast at, at Barstool, what's your typical day look like? I know you said you have some free time now. Um, so I blog, obviously. So uh, if you know, the Yankees are in the news, I'll obviously have something up on that. Uh, but then I'll also blog a ton of other shit that like, you know, that, has nothing to do with the egg. It's just like a normal Barstool blogger. Um, and then aside from that, still K. Marco's basically like assistant. Like, his, and I, I, I'm basically end getters when he's not in. Like, I, I assume his responsibilities somewhat. Um, and uh, I also throughout the day will, um, like, when you see a, a, a blog tweeted out from the main account um, on, on Twitter, uh, that's me basically. Like, I schedule all the blogs throughout the day. Um, and you know, if they're relevant enough, important enough, that's just for me to decide how they're doing. And, you know, I schedule those out. So that's a very, you know, important and, and, and time consuming job uh, mm-hmm. that people don't know. I do usually, um, I also 
help out with the newsletter that comes out every day through Barcelona Sports that like you know a ton of people get in the morning. So I help Keith out with that. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a few other smaller things, but that, that's that's it basically. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, so like you were saying, uh, and from what I've heard from a few of my friends that went to Syracuse, apparently it's like an absolute insane party school. Uh, do you have any crazy party stories from there? <laughs> um, <laughs> they were number one when I got there. When when you know when I they weren't number they weren't number one the first year I was there. I think my sophomore year they did become number one. Um, I got lucky because my time there. The basketball team, my freshman year, they went to the Final Four. Oh, my yeah. sophomore year, they started out 26-0, and 0, and it was the best start in school history. They were number one in the country. Um, they ended up losing the first round at Dayton, their second round. I forget what it was. I think it was the first round. Uh, no, second round. And uh, third year, they get sanctions, and they sucked anyways. So third year was a wash. And then senior year, they went to the Final Four again. So I got two Final Four runs and a number one uh, team in the country. So, like, you know, along with that, the bars are always crazy. You know, the parties are awesome. So I wasn't in a frat. So obviously, like, you know, if you're in a frat, you probably had a more fun time than me, I guess. Because, yeah. like, you know, the, the frats are private there. You know, normal people can't get in. But I think I did college pretty good. I mean, I, I met all my buddies my freshman year. And we pretty much stuck, the 20 of us basically stuck together. And I guess we were a mini frat just by that. But um, crazy stories, I mean, not real. I mean, what was it? My junior year, we threw a party that had like 600 people come to it, and we wow. just had a normal house. Uh, so then we just <laughs> and it was funny, too, like an hour in, because like, what were you charging? Probably $5, because we had good cakes and shit, so we were charging $5 for guys and girls getting them for free. And uh, like an hour in, like some people were there, there were a few people there, but it was like, fuck, like, we're just going to eat this money in these kegs, this sucks. <laughs> Flash head two hours later, we had no kegs left. It was just absolutely crazy. That's insane. Um, and then a few of us went to court for that. They they, they cited us on a few things. That wow. was fun. But we got let off pretty easy. Uh, and uh, we ended up profiting a fucking good amount from that. We, they paid for most of our beer the rest of junior year, actually. <laughs> now That's I think insane. About it. But yeah, so other than that, I mean, nothing crazy. Um, not even sure here and there. But uh, no, it was just a good time. I, I think I did college a pretty good way. Yeah, yeah. So you would definitely recommend going away to school. Oh yeah, definitely. I I I can't sit home for fucking one hour uh, without blowing my brains out. I could imagine going to like a community college, and you know, like I would recommend like Mizzou is probably awesome. SEC football, like that, nothing beats that. That's my only regret. I mean, like I picked Syracuse. I mean, great, the basketball team's awesome, but it's fucking cold as balls all yeah. the time. Like, there's only like probably one total month of the year in the academic year where like the sun is out. <laughs> so, like, it's not ideal. Like, it's probably awesome weather. You know, the football team here and there, you know, they, they put up some good games. Um, I, I recommend going to SEC school if you have to, but definitely go away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the experience you get, you're just not going to be able to, you know, recapture that at home ever. I know you were talking about how your teachers kind of, like, set you on the path to Syracuse. Were you looking at any of these other schools and when going away? Or was you, were like, always set on Syracuse? My teachers did what? Uh, that you like were kind of setting you on the path to Syracuse. Did you was that like always the intent, or were you like looking at other schools for communications? Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean that was in sixth grade, but I guess it really like hammered into me because when it came down to it, I really only wanted to go to Syracuse. <laughs> um, I I applied to Rutgers and St. John's, and that was it. I applied to three schools, 
didn't even visit Syracuse, and I just accept. I went. Uh, I forget what it was called. Um, so one of those were like, if they took, if they accepted me, like I had to go because I was just not locked in. When I forget exactly what the term is, but uh, I, you know, I was I was all over Syracuse. I didn't really think about anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and Shane were having a, a discussion last episode of the podcast. Um, we were. This is a question we brought up like amongst ourselves, but we figured to ask you if you if you could have one starting pitcher in the major leagues right now without giving up anything for the Yankees. Yeah, for the Yankees, who would uh, who would you pick? Uh, like I, I no repercussions. Don't think of anything. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Well, no, yeah, no. That's part. Of, no part. I don't know what Pat's saying. Part of the thing uh, would be like you have to like look at the farm systems. Like if you're asking for Max Scherzer, obviously you're gonna have to like give up a little bit more than like a Matthew Boyd. Well, yeah. Oh wait, so I am giving up players. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Pat. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying I could pick any starting pitcher to have on my team right now. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I probably take Scherzer. Uh, and I'd probably be okay giving up whatever they have to give up because whatever they give up is not going to really be impactful for this season and the coming and next couple of years. And Scherzer's just such an impact guy. Um, yeah, I feel like Scherzer is going to be the most, he's going to be the highest valued, most available guy in, in a month. I would imagine. Probably what with the Yankees have with Clint Frazier is one of their most valuable guys as a trade asset. asset. Um, I know you interviewed him and you kind of have a little bit of a relationship with him. How would you feel giving him up in a trade to get one of these starting pitchers? Yeah, I mean, listen, whoever they're going to trade, if they do make a big trade, it's going to hurt. Like, yeah. there's a, they're not going to trade people that are shitty. Clint's an excellent baseball player. Um, his name might come up in trade discussions. Dyer's name might come up for trade discussions. Esteban Orioles' name might come up for trade discussions. Miguel Andahar's name might come up. Those uh-huh. are all guys that you just don't want to trade. But, I mean, you can only fit 25 men on this roster. They're already finding issues with, with you know, fitting guys in. Like, when Didi comes back, like, how do you set the infield? You know, it's, there are there is a way to do it, but it's not going to be easy. When Giancarlo and Judge are back, how do you fit that outfield? And where does Clint go? Does Clint get, how do you get Clint consistent at that? So they're already having this roster crunch. I mean, it's a good problem to have. You know, I'd rather have this problem than, you know, have a, like what the Mets have or, you know, whatever, yeah. like the Orioles. So, um, but yeah, if you make a trade, it's going to hurt. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, like these guys don't have consistent roles in the future for us. So like you have to trim off that if you're going to get better in other areas, like a starting pitcher, like an ace. So you just have to bite the bullet. Yeah. Trust Cashman and hope. The, the funny thing with Cashman is when he makes these trades, you rarely see those prospects become anything. You really can think about it like the Sonny Gray trade. Well, those guys, Dustin Fowler, nice player, sure. Yeah. Is he a starting outfit for the Yankees in the next five years? Not even close. Nope. Um, and then, you know, like Mateo. He's never going to make the majors in this race. He's hitting like consistently 200. Um, I, I'm blanking on the starting Blake, pitcher's name, but he, oh, yeah. he, uh, he came to... It was, right? Yeah. Uh, the other guy was uh, Caprillion. Caprillion, right. Yeah, Caprillion, yeah. yeah. He's had Tommy John twice already, yeah. and he's not even close to being ready. So, like, they're, you know, Sonny Gray was terrible, but he didn't give up anything. Yeah. The White Sox, Canley and Todd Frazier, um, and Robertson, they give up Blake Rutherford. 
I don't know what Blake Rutherford's going to play. It's not going to be now. It's going to yeah. be like in two to three years or whatever. And the other guys are whatever. And whenever they make these trades, you know, the Hastings Monteros, they never really come back to bite them. So I, I generally trust. Now, this might be the first trade if they do make them. I mean, these guys aren't good. But, you know, in, in the past, Cashman trades away the right guys. He knows who to trade. Did you, uh, did you cut out? Uh, maybe, maybe for a second. Did, oh, no did you guys not get the full answer? I think, I think the last sentence we didn't get. Oh, I was just saying how uh, at the end of the day, Cashman knows um, who to trade and who not to. He, uh, I trust him with that based on just track record. That's yeah. just it. Yeah, I mean, look at Justice Sheffield this year. I think he's his ERA is in the high fours in AAA. Case so. in point, Justice Sheffield, exactly. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, what was it? Me and Shane were talking about uh, our favorite players over the years, and I've always loved Greg Bird up until this year. And I know you have a, you hate him with a passion. So do you think? I might hang up on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Hubs. You know he's a lefty. I, I like lefties in Yankee Stadium, but you know I, I'm. All I'm, right, pick someone. Pick anybody else. If this was spring training the whole season, I would take Greg Bird yeah. over almost anyone he's, else. Oh, he's he is Albert Pujols in his prime in spring training. <laughs> But, um, why do you like him? Yeah, that's a, yeah, Pat, Why do you like Greg? Bird? All right, so so the first wave of those prospects, you know, of like the judges, the the you know Andahars, whatever. He was the first one. Um, he was exciting when he first came up. You know, when Teixeira went down with that injury, and that I, was that was like four years ago. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, I Rob, the Rob Refschneider years. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But he was significantly significantly better than you know, like the Rob Refschneiders and all these other. <laughs> I'm better than Rob <laughs> I, yeah, That's true. That's true. But I, I don't know. I, I always have a soft spot for him. And no, you know, not until uh, this year. But yeah. he should never even step foot on a field again in his life. Well, he'll be, I don't even think he can step because his foot's going to get hurt yeah. if he touches the grass. It'll be, he'll be in Scranton this whole year. Man, you sound like such a fucking smart person up until like that. This this last two minutes, now mm-hmm. you just discredited everything. I know. See, I'm I, sorry. I feel bad for handing over the reins to him for that. I, yeah, he's like, I have a question. I have to say something, and he goes right to Greg Bird. I just had to put it out there. I know you. Uh, I'm sorry, Hubs. but I'm, I I'm, mean, hey, it's okay. It's just another situation of me being very right about something and you being very wrong. Hubs, okay. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm 100 on Luke Floyd's side. 100. Good. It took you long enough. He's wait. What? What was that? I said good. It took you long enough. Yeah. No. I know. I know. I uh. No. Voice is stud. I absolutely love him now. Do you That's believe in Domingo Herman and that he can sustain this the whole season, or would you consider trading him in a package for a better starting pitcher? Because Pat and I were talking about this the other day too. Um. Well, he's gonna run into an innings limit yeah. at some point. It's just how it's gonna work when you extrapolate his numbers. He's never thrown over 120 innings at any level of pitching, you know, whether minors or majors. So something's going to happen. No, we're not trading him. That's, I don't think he's even being taught. They love his stuff. Yeah. And I think he's going to become a very, very good pitcher for this team. There's, that would be the last guy you trade. You, you know, you don't trade a guy who could potentially be a top-line pitcher in this rotation in the next decade. Oh, he's, you know, that's the kind of stuff him. he has. He just has to, he has to tweak the you know, efficiency things. But, I mean, he's shown that already this year. His last two starts sucked, whatever. Uh, hopefully he gets back on track. Um, forget if he pitches tonight. I don't know. But, um, no, I would not trade him. I just think they're going to run into an issue where he might have to become the Cessna this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, where he's throwing, 
he's in the bullpen, but he, you know, he can give you two to three innings, you know, every three or four days, whatever, or something like that. I just don't, he won't be a starter down the stretch as long as everyone else is back and healthy. Obviously, if Severino's injury gets worse, CC's knee flares up, packs, and whatever, then you're going to need to rely on him. But if everyone comes back, then hopefully you don't have to push his innings because that's not something they want to do. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll skip some starts. Maybe they'll just have to limit him to five innings or whatever. But it's going to be interesting with him in the second half for sure. Opposed to trading pitchers in general, like let's say the Yankees just keep the rotation they have now and they sign Dallas Keuchel. How do you feel about that? I like Keuchel. Um, I think he, he's a ground ball pitcher that works in Yankee Stadium. He's pitched in the World Series before. He's pitched in the playoffs. He's got a pretty good track record in the playoffs. The only concern I have with him is his velocity. Last year, it was down to about 90. I recently heard that in his live sim games, he's throwing 86. Oh, if he's throwing 86, then that's quite troublesome. That's um, hopefully, it's higher than that. They're offering him what? Heyman said $12 million, so we'll see. Apparently, the Braves are not the front runners. If you put a, if you ask me, if you put all the pitchers on the table who are going to be available, I'm a Stroman guy. I like Marcus Stroman. Yeah. I like a guy who can pitch in the moment. I like a guy who feeds off a crowd. Like he did Toronto in the playoffs and uh, the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. He was great in. I just like guys who can pitch in big moments and, and thrive in that. That's just, and, and I like the short guy because I'm 5'9". Oh, yeah. 5'9", 5'10". So I, I, I don't know. I have a soft spot for that. I think he's electric. Um, obviously, if you tell me Matt Scherzer is available, We'll go right after Max Scherzer. Yeah. Sure, let's do it. Um, but I would not, you know, although for signing Michael, I just hope that the 86 miles an hour that I heard is, is wrong. I'd be throwing 88 or 90 because I don't have 86 to check out it. That's not Yeah, no way. No. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I that's can't you. Even, yeah, 100%. Um, was, I, I think I totally agree with you. I think if the Yankees get someone electric that shows a lot of emotion, it'll, I don't know, I think that's just so effective because, you know. Yeah, that's why I, uh, in high school, I wore 62 because of Java Chamberlain. Uh, really? I, he was electric. Like, so weird. And I wasn't even like a pitcher. I played second, but I just love Java Chamberlain. That's such and, an odd uh, I didn't because I just because the guy shows fire. That's why I like Tommy Canley. The guy shows fire. He, like he's, he's my favorite. Well, I mean, he's top three for, for me, but he, yeah, he's, he's like top three favorite players for me. He is awesome. Who, Java? No, no, no. Tommy Canley. Oh, yeah. I love Canley. He's great. I love Canley. If we were to sign a trade for Marcus Stroman, what would you be willing to give up? Do you think that would take a Clint Frazier? Off the top of my head, I don't know what his contract is. Um, I can't imagine that's a lot. Um, but think, I don't know. It, it depends if Toronto wants to up their price tag because he's within the division or not. But um, listen, I mean, there's, I don't want to say I want to trade Clint Frazier because I don't because he's a really good hitter and I, I don't want to see him doing well on the team. I want to see him do well in New York. Yeah. But. If the right trade comes across and his name comes up, Dyer Estrada's name comes up, then you're going to have to pull the trigger on somebody. So, you know, I, I, you know, Stroman is one of those guys that, yeah, I want that guy. Yeah, no, he's definitely, he's definitely a stud. Um, quick transition here. Uh, do you have any future plans for your journalism career? Barstool Sports. I'm yeah, that's it. Here. That's it. That's, that's my dream. Barstool is like. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason the freedom you have here. The podcast is off to a really good start. I love all the people here. Yeah, this yeah. is. I would not want anything else. In the world. Everywhere else, you're restricted. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I'm good enough for other places. You know, like I don't <laughs> know how I fit. I don't know how I fit or my Twitter with with other companies. Like I'd be restricted and shit. This is just freedom. You can. You're a fan. 
you know, basically just given the power to write all this shit and say what you want. You don't have an editor, you know, right behind your ear saying you can't say this. You have to tell these people. We're just free and we're authentic, and I love that. Yeah, that's what that's what really draws me to Barstool because you know, like Shane here, he's more the you know professional, real journalism <laughs> guy. You know, he's going to Mizzou for. Just like journalism and me, you know, I'm just. There's nothing wrong with that. At yeah, all. no, hundred percent. But uh, no, that's what really I, I love it so much because it's just like there's no, there's no sugarcoating anything. It's just how it is. Like even with Vlad yeah. Guerrero, yes, uh, I think yeah, yesterday your uh, your article on that was great. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, before we uh, wrap things up here, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, just one last quick question. When is that big uh, maple shirt coming back on Barstool Shop? Because I really want to get that, and it says that I have to wait. Is it not there right now? No, no. it's not available. I guess it's sold out. Huh. Uh, maybe it might be sold out. Sometimes they turn it off. Uh, I, will, I will look into that. Hopefully we'll get that back up. Awesome. All right, Hubs, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I need to kill some time. So it worked out perfectly cool. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Best of luck in the future. Good luck in Mizzou. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Great. We'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. Cool, guys. Take care. See you. We're best friends. <laughs>